The broadcast is now starting. All attendees are in listen-only mode. Hi, everybody, and uh, welcome to our webinar. Uh, this is our first uh, webinar of 2015 uh, for Costa Rica Insights by Costa Rica Invest. And uh, welcome to everybody uh, who's attending. To those who are attending a webinar for the first time, just to uh, tell you how things are going to, to work. Um, so I, my name is James Cahill. I'm from Costa Rica Invest. And I'm going to be talking today to Paul and Janine Boyd. And uh, we're going to be doing the talking, but there's an opportunity for you to ask uh, as many questions as you would like during the course of the webinar and at the end of the webinar. And at the end of the webinar, we will uh, get to as many of those questions as we can. To ask a question, if you look on the right-hand side of your screen, there's a little control panel there, and one of, the, one of the options in it is questions. And so anything that pops into mind, feel free to type it in there uh, during the course of the webinar or at the end when we've got the question and answer uh, session. And like I say, we'll get to as many of those questions as we possibly can. Anything to do with Costa Rica, if we can answer it for you, we certainly, certainly will. So just a little bit of background on Costa Rica Invest. Uh, Costa Rica Invest has been involved in real estate and property in Costa Rica for the last eight years. And we've gathered up quite a bit of expertise, not only on, on real estate and investing in Costa Rica, but on all sorts of aspects of living and, uh, and uh, moving to Costa Rica. So today... Uh, we're going to have a chat with Paul and Janine Boyd, and Paul and Janine have uh, recently moved to Costa Rica, and I thought it would be very useful to have a chat with them to see what their experiences of moving to Costa Rica are and, uh, and currently is. So uh, Janine is with us at the moment. Paul has been very slightly delayed, so he'll be joining in very shortly, uh, but we'll start by saying hel hello to Janine. Hi, Janine. How are you? Hi. It's great to be here. <laughs> great, thanks. Good, good, good to be talking to you. And like I say, Paul is on his way, and he's going to join in very shortly. Janine, can you give me a little background on yourself? Uh, you know, wh where have you come from? Uh, what were you doing previously? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm originally from upstate New York. Uh, graduated in College of St. Rose in Albany. Moved to Orlando. Uh, that's where I met my husband, Paul Boyd, who was originally in um, the military for ten years. We started our own bathroom and kitchen remodeling business, and I was a designer. And then we started doing research, and we're in Costa Rica now. <laughs> okay. And uh, why Costa Rica? Um, you know, it, it's, it's quite, quite, a, quite a jump. Uh, what, what, what put Costa Rica in mind? Why did, you know, why did you even consider leaving the States, and, and why did you end up in Costa Rica? Um, uh, well, with our own business, things have a change in the United States. Uh, it started to take a little bit of decline. Um, I was a little bit concerned with uh, how expensive the health insurance was becoming and um, the prices of homes in the states and just the prices of everything overall. So I started doing research about two years ago and um, I just was looking for you know a better quality of life, um, our dollar to go further, um, better health insurance and stuff. And um, I had the benefit of uh, Paul being in the military. He's traveled to a lot of the southern areas and knows a lot of different regions. So he had a lot of experience, too. So we were basically looking to have more of a um, peaceful, uh, less stress, uh, safer environment. So that was one of the reasons. 
Okay. And, you know, uh, did you do all your research online and, and then just decide on Costa Rica or did you travel down and, and, you know, travel about in Costa Rica? How did you, how did you, did you look at other countries? How did you, how did you finally pick on, on Costa Rica? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, most of my research was online. I was comparing um, all the pros and cons of all the different areas in the government and, um, um, you know, everything from crime to uh, rates on money investment to home prices to safety. Um, and then we did start vacationing down to Costa Rica. We took like probably like four vacations down here twice a year um, to, to get to know the area and get to know the locals and the people and the environment. And so that's what made us decide. And then we um, actually met some great people who have moved down here. And also the locals are so really incredibly kind and, and happy and nice and welcoming. Between that and the people who have moved from countries like the United States or Canada or Europe, uh, we felt a great sense of community. And we also had a lot of help with, um, we started looking at property down here just to see and compare when we first kept um, visiting. And we met the guys from Cobalt Banker, um, Sean and Scott, and they just, you know, made us feel right at home. No pressure with anything. We just felt we had great assistance to make the right decision for what was good for us. Okay. And so when you were looking at Costa Rica, I mean, where have you finally ended up in Costa Rica? What, what area are you in at the moment? Um, we ended up moving into one of the sought-out destinations of Costa Rica <laughs> because uh, it's called a Capo slash Manuel Antonio, about two and a half hours. Um, it's called the Central Pacific. It's to the east of um, San Jose, but there's a commuter flight that you can take for like 24 minutes. Um, we were interested for us and our climate and what we're used to. We wanted weather that wasn't as hot as Orlando, Florida, but uh, I still wanted mountains and oceans, and we wanted a lot of things to do. Um, and we also wanted to feel like it's not a metropolis, but it's not overburdened uh, with uh, high rises and stuff. Um, so that's kind of why we ended up um, where we live now. Okay. And do you find it, you know, you mentioned it is one of the destination areas of Costa Rica. Do you find it a very touristy area or do you find that you can, you can sort of live separate to the, you know, to the tourist aspects of Capos Manuel Antonio? Oh, no, I mean, it's a tourist destination, but um, it's a seasonal thing, and um, there's a lot of beautiful places just right outside of Manuel Antonio, really close to, close by, and you feel like you're in your own private area if you decide to move and you wanted a smaller sense of community, um, so you feel like you're separated from all of, it's it's not like um, all of the, uh, the main events and, and hotels and stuff are on top of the mountain, and the beaches and the private beaches, but right outside of town, you can feel like you actually have nothing to do with that if you prefer not to. Um, and you feel like you're in the mountains with your own seclusion and own privacy. And how, you know, to, to get that degree of seclusion, how far away from Manuel Antonio do you have to be? I mean, do you have to be 20 miles well, actually, away? or? No, not even. You probably just, Capos is only 10 minutes away. And, um, if you, and, uh, it's, uh, and right outside of Capos, um, there's a lot of great areas only like five minutes away. Okay, okay. Now, you mentioned that that's a sort of a destination area. Have you done any fun things uh, since you've been living in Capos and Manuel Antonio? <laughs> yeah, we, the funny thing is we actually didn't, we weren't able to do uh, many fun things. When we, we, were, we were so uh, focused on like checking out areas when we came down that we actually didn't really get to even enjoy um, – as many activities, but since we've been down here, we've done amazing things. We've done a catamaran tour and, and saw uh, 
whale watching and um, where there's slides and uh, you get to eat and drink and everything's included and um, Paul actually gave uh, his food back to the fish because he got seasick. But uh, we've gone uh, uh, rafting, white water rafting, a uh, category four, that was phenomenal. Um, zip lining, which is not exactly my thing because I'm afraid of heights, but the guys love it. It was a great experience. Uh, horseback riding, we're, we're still yet to do uh, deep sea fishing, which Paul wants to do. Um, we went to a couple beautiful waterfalls, and that was magnificent. And I did fall and landed on my, you know, I, I have a little scar to prove it, but <laughs> besides that, it's been an amazing adventure. Um, and actually, uh, just to introduce uh, my husband, he actually showed up. Uh, Paul Boyd's here, so he can say hello. He probably great. Made it. Hey, Paul. Hi, everybody. Hi. It's Paul. It's great, 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 great. Uh, 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 to, to talk to you today, Paul. We were just having a chat with Janine uh, about the, you know, the move to Costa Rica and uh, her experiences so far. Can you give me a little background on yourself, Paul, and uh, you know what you were doing in the states before? And and you know, uh, Janine already filled us in a little bit on on why why you've moved. Uh, so if you could give a little bit of background on yourself and and what your uh, drivers behind moving were. Okay. Well. Um... I'm from Missouri originally. I did 10 years in the Army. I uh, worked the bathroom and kitchen remodeling business with Janine. And uh, while I was in the Army, I had lived and worked all over Latin America as a translator. And I always wanted to come back here. And uh, we came here on vacation a few times, and Janine loved it. And she did the research on which country would be the best one to come to, and that's how we ended up picking this one. Okay. Great, great. And um, Janine was filling us in that you're in uh, Capos, Manuel Antonio area and some of the fun things that you've done. Uh, but I know you've been there for the rainy season at this point as well. Now, a lot of people, um, you know, are, are worried about how much rain there is in the rainy season. What, what were your experiences of the rainy season in Costa Rica? Um, that's the interesting thing. Uh, we experienced our first rainy season, the whole rainy season, this um, past couple months, or it was in uh, September, October. And the weird thing is, um, it's nothing like you think. <laughs> you know, everybody's like so afraid of the rainy season. We're from Orlando, Florida, and we had torrential downpours like in August, like uh, daily. So we're there used to that so bad that that um, you'd have to uh, pull over the car and you couldn't even drive. Well, down here, um, we've only experienced, um, you know, sometimes it rains all day, uh, and it can. But there's times it just rains for a little bit or it doesn't rain at all. And I just recommend anybody visiting at that time, you can still do tours and vacations and stuff. Just bring a poncho as a backup because it's called the rainy season. But we haven't experienced that much of a ridiculous amount of rain at all. Okay, okay. And in terms of driving in the rainy season, do you have to be particularly careful? Uh, have you had any difficulty or did you have any difficulties driving in the rainy season? Or was it fairly No, safe? not at all. Um, you know, being downtown, we were downtown Capos, and uh, that's at the lower part of the mountains, and that's the main town of this area. Um, yeah, sometimes the water filled up on the side of the road. It did one time in the whole rainy season. So, but okay. we still made it up the hill, no problem. So. Okay. Now, one of the things that you mentioned was, uh, you know, getting your dollar to, to stretch a little bit further. That was one of your drivers of coming to Costa Rica. Um, can you, you know, has that worked out? Is the cost of living cheaper in Costa Rica? Yeah, um, uh, one of the main reasons that, like I said, I was looking to move down here is um, they have uh, CD rates um, that uh, are anywhere from six to twelve percent. 
which is great, and, and you can you can invest money from three months to up to 24 months. So it's up to you. Of course, obviously, the longer you uh, put put it in the CD, the longer you know, the more more uh, interest rate you'll get back. Um, definitely, um, housing is less expensive. Um, it depends on what area you go to than it is in the states. Um, there's a thing called the feria on Friday and Saturday. Where they have the, it's like a fresh market, but it's an, an amazing vegetables. I've never seen vegetables so huge in my life. There's no like uh, hormones or anything in them, but um, you can get like five bags for like seven dollars. In the states, that would probably would have been like fifty, seventy dollars. Um, they have uh, fresh markets and the fresh fish market in town. Really um, great prices on the fresh fish. And then uh, transportation is an, an amazing price. Um, Sixty cents to go up the hill on a bus to the beaches. Uh, five dollars to go into town on a taxi, and they're always available. So it's really great transportation to do. Great. In in terms of um, one one of the things that you mentioned is that you know you found property prices to be more reasonable. But how is property tax? Uh, have you have you had any experience of property tax or real estate tax in Costa Rica? Oh, uh, definitely. That's that's one of the things that drew us here. Was all that kind of stuff down here is a lot cheaper. Uh, the property tax is one quarter of one percent of the government assessed value per year. So, like on a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar house, that would be six hundred and twenty five bucks for yep. the whole year. We so are paying, I think, thirty eight hundred in the states for uh, last year. Significantly less. And in terms of um, of healthcare, uh, how about healthcare insurance? What has your experience been of that? And and what has your experience been of healthcare in Costa Rica? Well, once you qualify for residency, you get into the Caja here, and that your health care is $100 a month. And that's uh, prescriptions and dental and vision and full health with uh, no co-pays, just uh, you're, you're in the system. Whereas, uh, like in the States, before the Affordable Care Act passed, we were at about $780 a month for me and Janine to have a uh, $2,500 deductible. Uh, after the Affordable Health Care Act, of, of course, that, that went up. It was... Uh, at almost $1,500 a month with a uh, $4,000 deductible for Janine and I. So uh, that was one of the main driving forces uh, behind making us uh, come down here because the healthcare down here is actually uh, just as good as in the States. Most of the doctors speak English. They do their continuing medical education in the States most of the time. Um, and, and most of the hospitals are run by American medical corporations. And the, and the other thing is, is um, one of the neat things about down here, um, if you get sick and you don't really want to go to the hospital, which is close by, um, you can go to the pharmacist down here and they kind of are like doctors. So you don't have to wait in line, there's no copay, and you tell them what's wrong with you. And they have really good prescriptions and stuff. And you're out of the pharmacist in like 15 minutes and it's like $10. And so, and I've always, I've gotten sick three times down here and I've gotten healed the next day. Great. <laughs> and the price was unbelievable. Right. So, so big savings to be made there. How about the cost of utilities, guys? You know, things that you know, the everyday things: electricity, telephones, um, um, uh, you know, uh, mobile phones, all of those things. Utilities and cell phone and cable, I would say, are at least half the price as they are in the states. Um, electrics or energy is a little bit more. Yeah, energy, electrical down here is a, electricity is a, is a little bit expensive, but uh, you just look smart like you do in the States. Um, my cell phone bill is $20 a month, and it's my business line. Excellent. Yeah, the cell phones are incredibly cheap down here. The cable's very cheap. 
you know, the water's cheap because, I mean, there's so much water here already. You, you stick a pencil in the ground and it's a tree tomorrow. So <laughs> I think our water bill is, is seven bucks a month. Okay. Um, how about driving costs, guys? Uh, you know, the cost of fuel, the cost of uh, motor vehicles. Uh, what has your experience of that been? Well, the, the cars are more expensive. Um, we always recommend, I mean, there are people who do want to get their cars shipped in, but it's better to get a second-hand car here in the States instead of paying for all that shipping. Um, gas is a little bit more expensive than the States. However, um, we recommend you know getting a diesel car, and the diesel goes forever. Uh, I can't tell you how we're able to go to San Jose and back, and barely, and the gas tank barely moves down a, a notch. So that's the um, that's the way to go. Okay, great. Now I know that you had an experience uh, with your your car while well, not quite breaking down, but having a puncture late at night, um, and um, you 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 know on a wet rainy night. Do you want to fill everybody in a little bit on that experience? Yeah, um, one another great thing about Costa Rica, um, we were at the uh, grocery store late at night and it was pouring down rain and we had a big flat tire. So we called uh, our mechanic and he came out in less than, probably like less than 20 minutes, he took the car, the tire off, went to the shop, came back, fixed it and charged us $10. And he did it in the pouring rain. Um, you can't do that in the States, not for $10. <laughs> so, <laughs> That was or, awesome. <laughs> or very rarely for ten dollars, um, guys. You you, yes. you certainly are painting a, a very nice picture of Costa Rica, and you've you've mentioned a lot of positive things there. But I'm sure there must be some negatives. Uh, you know, t t tell me some things that haven't turned out as expected, or some things that are a bit unusual, or some things that have taken a bit of time to get used to. Well. Oh, I mean, there's uh, the cons. The cons of the place. I mean, there's certain things like, um, you know, people might not be used to that. The homes look a little bit different down here because there's bars in the window. That's kind of their security system. Um, they don't have an AD alarm system down here. Um, we haven't had any issues with crime or anything like that. But it, it, if they have anything down here, that it would be probably like you know theft. If, so they put that on the windows. They put that on the windows. Um, that's their safety system, and so then no one bothers anything. So, um, but it's it's just a different look when that Americans are used to. Okay. Um, what else? Oh, what did you just say? Have you experienced? Oh, the and then for women, you got to give up uh, high heels. Well, you can't you can't wear high heels down here because okay. it's, you're in the mountains, and even though roads are paved. Um, what else? Other cons. Other oh, cons. Oh wait. Oh, uh, everything. Uh, if you go out to eat, it's such a slow-paced country. There's no stress. That um, don't expect to eat at the same time. They serve you when the food is ready. And even going to the bank, uh, it's not like you walk in, go to the bank, you go to the teller, and, and you're out. Um, if you're going into the bank, you're going to get a ticket, and you're going to sit down, and you're going to wait your turn. And it's just not a rush. They're they're not a rush. It's a very stress-free, low-paced life, and you just have to adapt to it, and you'll probably live longer, because <laughs> okay. we're really stressed in the United States, so we were. <laughs> yeah. Well, as, as I'm sure you're aware, guys, um, Costa Rica is one of the world's blue zones, or specifically the Nicoya Peninsula is one of the world's blue zones, where people do live uh, much longer uh, than is the norm uh, elsewhere in the world, and, and they think it is down to, as you've highlighted, you know, slower pace of life, much more integrated family life, and a healthier lifestyle generally. People are very active, and the quality of food that people eat. Um, so that seemed, it seems to be a combination of those factors. So you're absolutely right. People certainly do live longer in Costa Rica.
Okay, well, guys, that that's a great um, overview of your experiences, the the the, the positives and the negatives uh, of of moving to Costa Rica. And uh, so, at this point in time, uh, what I'd like to do is uh, open the uh, floor or open the panel lists uh, to uh, some questions. Um, and I see that we have some questions already. So, as I mentioned earlier, guys. Uh, there is a little um, a panel on the right-hand side of your screen, and in that you'll see a, a question uh, area there. Feel free to type in any questions that you have about any aspect of moving to or living in Costa Rica or purchasing property in Costa Rica, and we'll do our best to answer them. But we have some questions already uh, typed in there. Um, so, uh, guys, can I put this first question uh, to you that we have here, and and that is... Uh, is there negative sentiment to expatriates um, uh, by locals? So, you know, uh, have you experienced um, any yeah, neg ne negative sentiment from, from locals towards expatriates living in Costa Rica? That is the craziest thing because that is one of the things that I was like really surprised at. We, we, we traveled to different places in the world before and obviously my husband a lot of places. Um, they're so nice. There is none. I don't know. Um, I felt like we fit right in. They, everybody waves. They smile. Um, you go out to a restaurant and they welcome you. And no, they're not. I think it's because they know that we bring business, and or you know we go out to eat and stuff like that. They really welcome um, Americans or expats. Um, and there's an expat community, but there's also the locals are just as nice. We, we've gone out to local places where it's just the Ticos, and that's what they call themselves. That's what they prefer. I mean, that's their name, uh, and they treat us with great respect. It's just, and we treat them with great respect, too, so maybe it's just a mutual thing, but everybody that even vacations down here says the same thing about how nice they are towards them. Great. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to jump ahead, actually, because there's a there is a related question, uh, three questions down. Uh, so, uh, and it says, are there any expatriate clubs or communities? Uh, have you any experience of any expatriate clubs or communities? Well, there's places where you know there tends to be more Americans than, yeah. than than Costa Ricans at some of the places, some of the local watering holes, you know, cater to to expatriates, you know, like the the place where everybody watches football on Sundays, you know, it's full of TVs and it's for American football. It's not, it's not a soccer club, so there won't be a lot of Ticos in there. Um, you know, there's other places like that. Some of the restaurants seem to have more American food on them than they would local food. And, but it's not like an exclusive type of, of, of community in that regard. Okay. Great. Uh, and the next question we have here is, have you been to other areas of Costa Rica? Um, so I, I guess the question uh, being asked there is, have you know, have you traveled around? What's, what's your experience of other areas of Costa Rica outside of the Central Pacific area? Uh, we've been up and down the coast, um, and it's all the different communities. We've been into San Jose quite a few times, uh, all the way down to Golfito. It, it seems pretty much that uh, most of these things hold true for all those areas. Uh, San Jose is going to be more along the lines of any big city that you would experience anywhere, you know, like, just like in the states, so. Um, but it's ten degrees colder. But it's cooler because it's, it's up in the mountains. Yeah. And and uh, well, the, this isn't actually one of the asked questions, but but I'm going to ask it. What was your experience of San Jose? Um, uh, I I know that um, some people perhaps are worried that that San Jose is you know quite a, a rough city. 
Um, no, I mean, it's San Jose is like a typical city. Um, we were just there again last week. We, we go there, you know, once or twice a month probably for certain things. Um, it's a little bit difficult, I mean, just honestly, to get through the main San Jose downtown area because they don't have signs down here. Oh, you said pros and cons. There's another con. They don't have signs down here. Like all the houses have names on it. They don't have numbers. So if you get lost downtown San Jose, it's not like you find a street number or street name and then you can connect with it. You can get um, your... Uh, for the car. You can get a GPS yeah, down here. Yeah, but, um, but it's, a, it's a city city, but not like a New York City. It's not that high rises, huge high rises and stuff. Uh, it is colder. Uh, we were just there last week and people were wearing jeans and sweaters and stuff. So, and then as soon as we got back to two hours outside of um, San Jose to go back to Cape Espanol, Antonio, we were back in shorts again. <laughs> so, um, it's, the, the climate's different. It's not as metropolis or as beautiful as um, where we live or scenic. But some people like city living, so if that's what they prefer, um, there's it's Americanized. They have a lot of um, you know Kentucky Fried Chicken, TGI Fridays, uh, Taco Bell, you know. So if you're craving that, you can go not you know far away to get that. There's some nice shopping and stuff, and a lot of people who need specific things for where they live, they do tend to go to San Jose or Golfito. Okay. The next question uh, that we have is, what are the roads like? Um, so what, what is your, I, I guess that r really could be asked as uh, uh, yeah, a bigger question, what is your experience being of driving in Costa Rica? Well, I think uh, we came at a, a really good time because I, I heard stories about uh, a few years ago that they didn't have the uh, paid roads to go to Capos and Manuel Antonio, so they said it took like twice as long. Um, all the roads are paved. Unless you explore and go on adventures and go on the back roads in the mountains, um, then you might run into the uh, still the packed dirt and gravel roads. Um, but overall, the town itself and going to the um, beaches and going all the way to San Jose or going out to Golfito or to Hako, all the roads are paved. It's a smooth sailing. Um, we do not have any traffic lights where we live. Um, it's pretty easy to pass you know, people on the road as long as it's it's out of line, but um. at the same time, I kind of like exploring on the gravel roads because it's really cool here. You, you'll turn down a back dirt road and think that it goes nowhere, and it'll open up to the most incredible things. The the pictures of the waterfall you saw there, uh, going up into the mountains to get to that waterfall. That just that road alone is a story in itself. But you know, we took the main highway to get to that road, and then that road was mainly a packed gravel road, really nice until you got past the the communities and the developments and then is when it, it started to get kind of fun, you know, because uh, to get to that waterfall, that road became a, a little bit challenging. But uh, it's stuff like that that kind of make your day, you know. Yes, and, and I'm actually, I actually have the picture of the, the waterfall up there uh, at the moment. It seemed to be quite a lot of people that have also found that waterfall. Are, are, there, are there more private areas than that? Uh, are there more secret waterfalls to be found, more secret areas? Yeah, there there is. Uh, Sean took us to one of the uh, secret waterfall, and it was quite a hike, and you had to go all the way upstream, but it was incredibly adventurous. Um, you see a lot of people in the picture. We were just there probably like two weeks ago. The waterfall is huge. If you can look at the people, they're really tiny. Yes. Um, amazing. And people actually drop, jump off the, the halfway point, which is just crazy. Um, but um, they can also jump off the lower part. But there's a, there's a few uh, private beaches here that really um, only a few people know about. 
and uh, we like to keep it that way. <laughs> but uh, we would definitely share if anybody's interested in, in finding those places. We will share them with them. <laughs> Great. Okay. And that's the private beach right there that was just showed. That's okay. We'll go back back to that one there. Okay, so guys, well, thank you very much for your time. Now, I know that since you've moved to Costa Rica, you're also now employed in Costa Rica. So, so tell me a little bit about what you're doing in Costa Rica and uh, where you're working at the moment. Well, we're, we're working uh, with you, James Cahill, in the Cobo Banker office. Uh, we, uh, we get picked up by uh, Scott and Sean. Um, they're the ones who helped us whenever we came down here the first couple times on vacation and met them and and uh, helped us decide and and basically uh, walked us through making the move down here. The whole office uh, helps everyone get down here, maps make the transition easy. Um, that's uh, that's what we do, and it's Cobalt Bankers where we work. And then Paul does uh, property management, vacation rentals also, takes care of those kind of things. I think it was important for us um, when we came down here and we were looking for a place, the guys just were there to guide us, and we never felt pressure to do anything we didn't want to do. So that's they actually just helped us to be able to make the move and feel good about moving down here because you know it's a, it's a huge move, um, and they just gave us all the information and we're just fortunate to be you know working with them. But we're just here to help people and like I said, I, hopefully we treat people the way they treated us and, and just help you even if you just want to go on a great vacation. Great. Okay, so well, thank you very much, uh, Janine, and thank you very much, Paul. I hope that everybody has uh, got some good information there. I know we haven't got quite to all the questions, but we've gone a little bit over time here. Um, so any questions that uh, we didn't get to, we will reply to those offline. We'll, we will email people back with the information that they're looking for. So we didn't quite get to all the questions, but I think we covered quite a lot of them, and I know uh, the, there's a lot of good information there from Paul and Janine. And remember that if you want to call, contact Paul or Janine, their contact details are up on the screen now. You can either contact them by email or look on the website or, of course, give them a call. And both Paul and Janine would be delighted to help you. If you're interested or considering a move down to Costa Rica, they'd be delighted to, uh, you know, to share their experiences with you. And they have personal experience, and, and you can't beat that personal experience, uh, uh, you know, working on your uh, behalf. So if you're interested in uh, moving to Costa Rica or even having a home, uh, holiday home in Costa Rica, uh, uh, just contact Paul or Janine. All of their contact details are there. So thank you very much, guys, and thank you for your time today, and thank you, everybody, for attending our webinar today.